0: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 5, Episode 3, titled Get a Room. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by the goddess of guts, gold, and glitter from the Bloody Podcast Network. Please say... Meow, meow, bitches. To Laurie Roggenkamp. Hello, Laurie Roggenkamp. Hello. You know, usually when we when we're plugging just between us girls... It's always like, oh, you got to go to Just Between Us Girls. Lori talked about her trip to Coles. Joe ate a, a, a steak sandwich. And you're always like, what the fuck? Why the fuck would I want to listen to Just Between Us Girls? I'm going to yeah. say this might be the first Just Between Us Girls in a long time that was 100% about a drag-related topic about Alexis Mateo getting hate on social media. Yeah. Uh, and b- the, the, by the way, the argument is not what you think. it. I thought I actually thought, to be honest with you, I thought it was a really good episode just between those girls.
1: I liked it. I yeah. feel like I went too far down to this angry anger spiral.
0: But mm-hmm. oh, my God, know. guys, Lori literally said that if anybody came up to her, she would tell them to go fuck themselves.
1: I did. I said that. Yeah, I would say I said I would say something. I say go fuck yourself
0: to somebody. Find out who. Yeah. Find find out girls. who. I'm just between us girls. And you can do that by going to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. And uh, you just got to join at the premium level. Isn't it that much money?
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. And you also get more shows be- at the premium level, you too. You get
0: so many fucking shows. It is, ins- it is insane. How you- I don't know how people... I don't know how people are listening to all these shows, Lori. I really – and I'm not being funny to sell sell this or anything like that. I really don't know how these people listen to all the shows we put out.
1: I don't know either because I got to be honest. I don't think I've listened to podcasts, like a full episode of a podcast
0: in three months. That's what I'm saying. That's what
1: I'm saying. So I think it's funny that we're like promoting podcasts and I'm like, I would – if I was you (laughs) –
0: yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. You, I, you, well, you know what it is, is because I generally listen to podcasts when I'm driving. So yes. I actually got to listen to podcasts this morning. I listened to the first response from last night. Where oh, I, yeah. I was on with you on the first response. Lori, Lori was, was driving the show, but I was just a guest because Rob was celebrating Juneteenth. And so, uh, but uh, it was a fun time. It was time. fun. Lori kept yeah. cutting people off. I don't know why, but... Uh, <sighs> Yeah, okay. But that's Let's another show on that. Patreon where Lori. That's another show. Threatened to follow a baby.
1: I didn't. No, I say I follow babies. I've uh, done this. I've done this uh, uh, many times, and my girlfriend has asked me to stop because I'll we'll be walking somewhere and there's a baby, and I just turn and follow it. I'm is like very, that baby so weird. freaking
0: cute. You find Good out baby. about that in the first response. Also, anytime Lori would ask a million questions, and anytime I asked a question, she would hang up on them.
1: Cause you always wanted to go, you always your only question is, so you're here with the goddess of improv and stand up comedy. What do mm-hmm. you have to say? And the person's like
0: A hundred percent of the you. time they were like, I can't believe I'm on the air with Lori camp This is my No, because they've all
1: all, all been on the air with me before, save two people who were great. But yeah. I would love – I want Tom to just post – I want to go to an Instagram of just Tom's baby and see just picture after picture. That baby was so freaking cute.
0: I think Tom was frightened by it. I'm not going to lie. Did you hear him say – because he's a – Tom lives in Australia and he has this really cute baby. And I go, uh, hey, did you know that Laurie doesn't create an uh, Australian and he, accent? And he goes, well you, know, uh, well, you know, I like this Sydney guy's. Didn't lock the accents very much.
1: Which and- I... I, I'm, It's funny you mention that because I think this is a now another version of Just Between Us Girls. But it's funny you mention that because later on I was talking to Star and I was like then what part of Cindy Gaze did he like?
0: <laughs> I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was thinking I the was same like, thing. You articulated it better than I did. I feel like all we do is... Like, yeah, I think the whole show from start to finish – I think – I will say the first 30 minutes, we don't do it. I do not – the first 30 minutes of episode one, we don't do it. And that's then it's the like only, minute 32. That's the
1: only episode he's ever heard. Yeah, minute yeah.
0: 32. It's like from there to the end of the series, it's us talking about Timmy Trumpet and all this shit. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, go, all right. for all this hilarity, go to patreon.com slash media and uh, hear Lori hit on Dee, Dee like nobody's business but you were hitting her for your brother though
1: yeah my brother's single so mm-hmm. you know ladies all right let's hit jump right. me up or hit him up
0: all right let's jump right into the episode This week for the Maxi Challenge, the queens are teamed up by Random Draw to create their own signature hotel suites. On the runway, the category is three looks in one. Blair and Mayhem win the Maxi Challenge, but Jujubee is named the All-Star of the Week. In the bottom, RuPaul plays India, Shay, and Mariah. On the main stage, RuPaul reveals Monet Exchange as this week's Lip Sync Assassin. Jujubee tries her best, but ultimately... Monet Exchange wins the round. She pulls the lipstick from her bra and reveals that the third eliminated queen is Mariah Paris, Balenciaga. Lori Roggenkamp named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not.
1: Uh, I will say I loved well here okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My my things have a caveat to them. Sure. Because I loved the challenge. Mm-hmm. I actually really loved the challenge. Sure. I wish there was more. i wish we could have seen more Mm -hmm. um i loved the looks Mm -hmm. i just wish that i don't know i wish that they had been more eleganza like Mm -hmm. i would have loved it if it was more like they were more fanciful sure um my my one critique is actually a question for you which is do does all stars usually not have a mini challenge
0: I'm trying to remember. I know there was a season. I feel like it was season 9 where they only had like one mini challenge or two like the really famous ones. Um, but this it, it's not unusual to not have a lot of mini challenges.
1: Okay. Well, then I'm going to change my my con then cuz I was wanting to have mini challenge cuz I do kind of like the mini challenges. Mm-hmm. My actual my my one thing I didn't like was like people were saying about um Oh god, I forgot her name. Last week, the lip sync assess, and they thought that maybe she wasn't trying. Alyssa I Edwards. I felt that Alyssa Edwards. I mm-hmm. felt that way about Juju B.
0: Oh,
1: Juju didn't know the lyrics. Mm-hmm. She wasn't really doing anything. There was a there was a moment mm-hmm. where I I want to find and put on my Instagram or something where Juju and Monet Exchange are like near each other, and and Monet Exchange is dancing next to her, and Juju B. looks legit terrified. Yeah. yeah, like she looks scared. Yeah, and I'm just like oh, okay. Like, I just didn't feel like Jujubee was trying at all.
0: It's so funny that you say that because just by a weird – everyone should know we're recording this on the weekend of Father's Day and there's a lot going on this weekend. And so I usually record another afterthought show called The Pit Crew where we have two straight guys who watch RuPaul's Drag Race and I, I guess sort of bet on it like they would sports is the best way to put it. And we did. It, we usually do it on Sunday, a Saturday night, and we had to do it very early Saturday morning today. And so I already have their thoughts, which is unusual for this show. And what's funny is, to go with what you said, is they think, and it's so funny because you have to, for people who are listening, they are not experienced drag race watchers. This might be their second season, third. And uh, they said, this is actually their first season of All-Stars, I'll even say. This is their first season of All-Stars. They said that they think that Juju intentionally threw the lip sync because it's it was better for her politically that in, that she wouldn't have to send somebody home. Does that make sense? So, A, in the workroom, she wouldn't have to send home a beloved queen. We don't know who she... I don't know. I haven't watched Untucked yet, even though we'll probably find out who... Can somebody in the chat room tell me who on who Juju be voted for? I think they'd tell you in Untucked.
1: But... Uh... The only thing I will say is that you eventually find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if, even if it didn't, I mean, do you think that maybe she did that because Uh she, so yeah, Juju had Mariah. So, I mean, it just seems kind of, I don't know. Somebody in the, in first response, the Patreon show last night mentioned this kind of similar thing where they think that, they did that and then also that Mariah was voted for because she was the one who ha- was the most threat but was not career suicide if the- if she got voted off. Yeah,
0: I, I, that was a very very good point. And I want to you know, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves, so let's let's come back to this. Sorry. Well, okay. no, 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 you I I was the one who led the way. But uh but the point is that the, that the the pit crew boys agreed with you. The pit crew boys knew yeah. that juju through the lip sync. So
1: I mean it's one of those things where she either threw it or it was like an Alyssa Edwards thing last week where they edited it to make it look like she did it. No, didn't I'll be honest
0: job. with you. Again, we'll get. Can people in the chat room remind Lori to tell me to get into this later? But I honestly think if. Because, you know, I go down the conspiracy theory route. And yeah. as we know, the producers know exactly which queens picked which lipstick. I mean, they're fucking filming them, right? Yeah. And. um. <clears throat> I think they use that information to whisper into Rue's ear who should win. But I think with this year, with the lip sync assassin, they can work with the assassin to tell them whether or not to go ham. So they probably told Alyssa, because I was surprised Alyssa did no death drops or anything. No, no shablams, no any, she was kind of tame. Maybe they told Alyssa, we need uh, Shay to win. Okay, so we need you to pull back. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. Uh, For whatever reason, even though it was unanimous vote for Angina, they they wanted it to be that Shay won because you're right. Alyssa gave it a very muted performance for who Alyssa Edwards is. You know. Yeah. So no, I agree. But anyway, so we'll we'll, but we'll deal with that when we get to it. Okay, Okay. Um. Name two. Okay, so two things about the episode. I'll be honest with you, and I've been feeling a lot of this way with uh, All-Stars, is I feel that the season is fine. It kind of reminds me of Drag Race UK. I have no complaints about it. Uh This season, did you watch last year's uh, All-Stars, Laurie, where they did the... Off and on. Yeah, I watched uh, a little bit of it. So they had to do a similar uh challenge last year where they had to make a club now i'll be honest with you i didn't even really like that challenge that much but i felt that was something the queens were more used to it makes sense drag queens are often asked to host a night at a club so they would n- kind of know how to do that but how do you present a hotel it's the same challenge but now it's a hotel like when are drag yeah. queens ever when are anybody saying this is my hotel here's why you should come to my hotel
1: yeah. Also, like, yeah, I did think it was weird because it wasn't. It was like a. It wasn't even a hotel. It was a hotel room. Mm-hmm. It was like, don't they? Wouldn't you usually show different rooms? And they were just kind of showing one room. So it was like, yeah. here, come to my hotel room. Yeah. Which I get. You know, you can't obviously show a whole hotel. I'm not dumb, but it, it, here's the thing. I I think the structure of the game of the the con. The competition was was flawed. But overall, I like that kind of stuff. I would have loved to seen them do more of the creative stuff. I would have loved to see them going and figuring out design and mm-hmm. picking paint colors and stuff. But you didn't really see them do a lot of that. You just well, kind of saw them show up. And it was like they had a paint by numbers kind of thing where they were told what to do and they did it. You know,
0: it's funny that you say that again, I would highly recommend everyone listen to the pit crew this week, even if you don't usually listen, because Alex and Philip have experience with painting and that kind of stuff. And they were when we were watching it live together. I am telling you more than anything I've ever seen in my entire life. When they went from the uh, eliminate, so they saw the you know the part where the girls were were in the in the in the outfit so they don't get paint on themselves, and they saw them, they were already laughing. They're like they don't even know how to pull the roller, you know. And then yeah. you know we have elimination day segment, and then we have the actual finished product. When they when they opened up after the commercial on the finished product, they were beside themselves with laughter beside themselves. Oh yeah. Because they were like in no way did these girls paint these walls. That some of these walls required such skill that you needed to be a professional painter to do what the what was going on in these rooms on the walls.
1: Well, that's like the the wall that Jujubee was painting, remember? Yeah. And then what's her face said, "This is why your makeup's all jacked up." Yeah, that was funny. I like that. But then they then they show it later, and my aunt was like, "There is no way that that paint would have dried that way. There is no way it would have been so splotchy and mm-hmm. so it, like. there was no way that it would have dried that way."
0: Uh, well, what's funny is in I can't think I think it's in the Golden Girls room, on what would be screen left, your right, right on their stage left. Okay, on that wall, there are three different like rainbow colors or something, right, and they, yeah, and they seamlessly blend from like blue to purple to orange to yellow, like they are like that to to do that takes such skill also in the gold room, okay. There's very, very clear Like, – first of all, they said the texture on the gold with the walls is very difficult to do. A professional painter would know how to do that, but not like a person who doesn't know how to do it, right? And then if you remember, there's like a straight black bar in the middle, and they were saying like, to get the paint that straight, like to do everything, that's a professional painter does that. Yeah. So they were – And that's –
1: Oh, sorry. And oh, that's the thing that I find frustrating about the episode was that, like, it's exactly la- last week's episode. There's no way. I mean, there's that YouTube video of them mm-hmm. putting the the audio that they sang in the in the stage to the actual song, and it didn't match up. There's no way that this match. So they're doing it. So it's like mm-hmm. either. Sh- sh- why not show us every? Why not do it? Why not show us like. It's. I feel like you guys are lying to us and making. You're peeing on my leg and tell me, telling me it's raining.
0: Yeah. You well, know. You don't, you I, wanna, just, I don't know. I want to give credit where credit is. I forgot that uh, producer Luke Stamen is a professional painter, and he's in the chat room saying one thousand percent was not those queens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh.
1: So anyway. So anyways, it's just frustrating. I I the thing is, is I like those design challenges. I love it. I would love to watch them actually do it and see how it turns out. And I feel like it's like they they couldn't they couldn't show the queen's flaws. They couldn't show them not being able to do it. So instead, they just showed them kind of attempt it, and then they showed like the end an end product that somebody else
0: worked on. But doesn't exactly it just what, seems kind of f- fake? The, to me. the pit crew boys made the same point you did. Like, wouldn't it be great to see what people who don't know what they're doing what they actually put together? Yeah. Yeah. I would have loved that. Cause it was like, it was the whole thing then was, and what's funny is, again, the pit crew boys were on point this week. They made a funny point. Too. You guys
1: really should watch, listen to the pit crew guys, instead of Patreon.com
0: slash afterthought media, the pit crew this week. No, but this is a really good point. I don't want to steal their points cause people will then hear it later and go like, wait, Joe just stole everything they say. So they, okay. So they didn't do the rooms. Fine. Whatever. But then they made the point. Then why are there the the characters and their jokes so bad? Like you had all this time apparently then to yeah to it work was on it that. seemed
1: like they were improvising most of their stuff yeah because it was like you know like Cracker on the phone first off like I mean look I like the concept of the room mm-hmm. but the idea of like it was like almost like Cr- Cracker thought this was like a nursing
0: home. Yeah.
1: Like it was like, why, why would you be calling your grandkids at a hotel? Like, yeah. it just seems so weird.
0: It, what, it, what, what's funny is it seemed like people who said, oh yeah, I'm a fan of the golden girls, but then didn't know anything about the golden girls because yeah. like, they just knew that there was a slut, right? Because, and that, 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 uh, cause there were some really good points, uh Shay as Dorothy says, "Picture this," or you know, but that's and then we know Sophia's line. But then also the, Rose, you would think we'd have Rose saying stupid shit. She didn't say stupid shit. She was just an old Jewish lady. uh You'd think you have Dorothy with with witty comebacks. No, she's an old lady. And you're right. They talk about being old ladies. What's funny about the Golden Girls? Once again, another Patreon plug. We have Shady Pines, where myself, Mike Lawson, and Joey Buhecker recap every episode of The Golden Girls. Uh, and that's available, by the way, at the basic level. $3 a month, and you're getting Shady Pines, right?
1: This is a Patreon infomercial. It, it's
0: a Patreon infomercial. It's like, better help last week, it's going to be Patreon. So, yeah. uh, and so, but but what's funny is that the that The Golden Girls, for the most part, with only the exception of a few episodes... Don't play as old ladies. They play as just contemporary, you know, contemporaries who could be any age. And that's actually the role of why Sophia is there is to sort of be like the older person, the wiser person. So, like, yeah. they don't actually... The, the Golden Girls, very rarely are they like, we're old! Oh, we're old! Our grandkids... In fact, they don't want their grandkids to call... You never hear about their grandkids. Rarely do you ever hear about them. Unless they're featured Yeah, it's always a
1: surprise when they show up. Yeah,
0: it's always like they never talk about them. I was, We just saw an episode where Dorothy goes to the hospital. And I was like... No one's calling uh, the kids or her grandkids. It's just like the golden girls are there for her in support of her at the hospital. No one ever calls any relatives.
1: Uh, So I I trampled on you. So you said, what were your two things that you liked and your one thing you didn't like? Sorry, I totally cut you off. Lori. What? I was hoping to distract that. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. Okay. Write down the timestamp. Okay. Uh, That's all right. Uh, I'll tell you what um i really lived for the drama i know this is the thing i i know there are a lot of people who don't like it when the show's dramatic but i love the drama between alexis and i'll be honest with you you know who has a fucking national treasure on this show from a reality show standpoint and i don't think i've ever seen anyone do this so consistently on the show Jujubi
1: Jujubi was great Jujubee. i did love in the beginning when yeah. she was like when alexis is like if you we need to see who the fake people are and who the, and Jujubi was like i smell some bullshit well also like, she's like yeah. i smell
0: some fakery. or yeah also when like uh, when alexis says girl this is my second language and Jujubi looks at the camera and she's like girl second language <laughs> like what you know and also i mean she is having fun she is what she's doing that is so brilliant I'm telling you, whether she wins the crown or not, whether she goes home tomorrow or goes all the way to the end, Juju B has won the season. Because what she's doing, what's really important, is she is connecting to the audience as, like, I am your eyes and ears in the workroom. And I'm breaking yeah. the fourth wall and I'm playing with the construct of this game, but still playing within it. She's playing within the construct, but she sees it for what it is. And so, like for instance, a perfect example was she knows there's going to be um uh that dramatic music when she picks a name, right? And so like it goes, they play that dun da, da, dun da, dun da, da, dun da, da, dun and she walks up very dramatically. And we see her being very dramatic with it, but on the ADR and the confessional, she's saying, You want to know what my mind is on? Yes. I'm thinking about my cats. Like she's like. So it's it's funny because um, she is playing the part of a reality television personality and she's giving the editors exactly what she wants. She is the narrator of the season. She's She's like Deadpool. She's like Deadpool. You're right.
1: She's like Deadpool for the drag race. She knows that this is a she knows that this is a competition.
0: Yeah. She's the only one who knows that this is this isn't. Laurie is referencing a comic book character who's aware that he's in a comic book and that he's a superhero and that he breaks the fourth wall often.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, here's my only critique with that, and mm-hmm. I think I know what you're going to say to that. Mm-hmm. But I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like Juju B had now. She didn't win the lip sync, mm-hmm. so you know I'm not saying that it did happen. Yeah. But Juju B had an opportunity to really stir up some shit mm-hmm. by voting for Shay, mm-hmm. and she didn't. So I personally am like, I wish that she had voted for Shay, because I feel like that that would have added extra drama to, and would have made it so much richer.
0: No, because what I would argue, and this is what I will argue later. Is that Juju B is playing three-dimensional chess. And she realizes that there is a world outside of that workroom. And that there are consequences for behavior for those three weeks they're in the room, or two or three weeks are there, that there are consequences in the real world for any decision she makes there. And she would rather. Be more of a Yago like character. She'd rather be a Greek chorus and play it very safe. Because even if she doesn't win and she goes as far as possible and she comes out unscathed, that is better for her career. Because she's funny, she's lovable, she's personable. She may not have the crown, but she'll make, if you, if you look, Katya didn't win any of these fucking seasons, right? But she yeah. has made more than $100,000. The $100,000 is pocket change. If what you can do, if you're popular from the show, the crown is irrelevant. The crown is irrelevant as long as as how you come off on this show. I see show. what you're saying, and I feel Juju okay. B so far is doing a brilliant job of using this show for what it be for what it should be as a platform to launch her into the stratosphere. I think she's iconic. Okay, Lori. All right. Well, I said my piece. All right. Yeah, and, and I agree uh, with you. I see what you're saying. You better fucking agree with me, or I will fucking go down there, and I I know where you live. You'll tell me to go fuck myself. I'm gonna tell you to go fuck yourself. After Angina's elimination, after, uh, the group congratulates Shay for her win. She reveals, and she reveals the result of the group vote. The vote was unanimous for Angina. In fact, even Angina voted for herself. Mariah talked about her anxiety at the thought of going home. Blair asks Shay how it feels to have beaten Alyssa Edwards in a lip sync and Alexis, uh, Mateo reveals she sees Shay as her biggest threat. Lori, uh, what were your thoughts on that? Everything that happened after the previous episode, what were your thoughts there?
1: I, I wanted to, I don't know if we need to dive. Cause we kind of did talk a lot about this last time, but Angina voted for herself. Yeah. That to me, I don't know why, but that irks me. Okay. And I've been really trying to figure out, I feel like, again, I feel like it's more of a sympathy thing. Okay. It's like, why didn't she just quit the show? Why did she vote, you know, like, why go through all the the rigmarole and the pomp and circumstances getting voted off Mm -hmm. when you're just going to quit the show? You know?
0: So I have an answer. Years ago, I used to hire for the company The Prince Interview and hire new teachers. And we warned the people this uh, every time you interviewed, you got a warning. You were prepared. In fact, the way I did it was to give them extra warning. I wanted no one to be surprised, but we expected you to come in and teach something non-academic for five minutes. That was the first round of the interview. Okay. Okay. And uh, so we, and we were doing in big groups, so probably like probably ten people at a time. All right. And we bring in these 10 people and it would be be varying levels of success. People were horrible. Some people were great. Okay. And I remember specifically one time there was uh, one where the first two or three people were really good. Okay. And this young man asked if he could use the restroom. And I said, yeah. And he left and he never came back. Okay. Okay. And he had had a lot of preparation. He knew what was expected of him. We didn't spring this on them. And so I think he prepared whatever he prepared, sat in the room, watched. The, he didn't know how many positions were open, but sat and watched these people and realized his wasn't nearly as good and was, I'm, I'm going to peace out. I'm peaced out. Okay. And I feel Angina has been campaigning for years to get an All-Stars. In fact, from you know, All-Stars 1, All-Stars 1, she drove a, the girls around in a van. It's so It was so humiliating, right? And uh, I think she was so busy campaigning to get on All Stars that she didn't realize that the show and her had gone in different directions. Not saying that her yeah. drag is bad. She's a very competent drag queen. But the show. I isn't, love her. Yeah, yeah. The show isn't what it was 12 years ago, it's changed. And she has not changed in the same way that the show has. It doesn't mean she hasn't evolved. It doesn't mean she isn't good. She has just evolved on a different path than the show. And I think she got in there, went through all of this nonsense, got in that room, did the first episode, and was like, this show is not right for me. I should not have been. I should not be here.
1: Yeah. I think... I think you're true. I think you're right. But my, my thing is, mm-hmm. to me, I think that a more noble thing is to go out. If she wanted to do that, if she wanted to leave, say, hey, guys, mm-hmm. like I, I have wanted this so badly, mm-hmm. but I realize that it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. It's just not something I'm equipped to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bow out. I'm going to go home. And I, I, I'm thankful for the opportunity. And I, instead, she tells people to send her home and then votes for herself, even so, though she claims she still wants to be there. So
0: I, 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 I'm going to tell you right now, I, that might be producer-driven. So in All-Stars 2, Adore Delano does exactly what you just said. They have the first episode, and this came out later, but uh, raven Simone, who strangely got married this weekend raven Simone. Yeah. what we don't know, what we find out way later, and you guys are so listening, you may not know this, because the way the show made it appear, it, the show made it appear <coughs> that Adore was very angry with Michelle, that Michelle was too hard on her. What we later found out from Adore in interviews and other people, that it wasn't um Michelle, but raven Simone was the guest judge that episode, and I guess what we didn't see, they didn't air it, raven Simone went in hard on Adore, to the point where Adore was like, fuck this because at the time of all-stars 2 adore was the big fucking star on the show okay she had been yeah. she had some music breakout and she had, she was the breakout star it's not the case anymore but at the time she was and i think she was like i'm a big fucking star what the fuck am i doing here and she pieced out episode two okay uh and rue tried to convince her to stay the producer tried to convince her to stay michelle drove down her to convince her to stay this may have happened, I don't know, but this may have happened on the show, but Angina doesn't have the wherewithal to stand up to the producers, right? Yeah. And maybe they were like, just stay and we'll make sure you leave, right? But I think maybe Angina did do that. Here's the thing, though, and I've said this in the past. If Adore was miserable, she should have just thrown in the towel and just, instead of quitting, you know, set it up so that the so that she was sent home, you know? uh and 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 gone out on top and not a quitter but i don't know uh i
1: i see i disagree with you though okay i feel like there's more power in just saying i'm out okay And i don't want to do this i could be wrong but i i could see what you're saying with you know with wanting not maybe maybe the narrative of the show might be changed to where it might look bad and you might so maybe that's what she was thinking but to me like i don't know but that's I just what I feel saying. like. It's
0: like that's what the producers, the produce. You have to remember, the producers are not your friend. You think they are, but they're not your friend. They make you think they're your friends, but ultimate, and maybe they are. Maybe they do genuinely like you. But their job is to make the best possible television show. Somebody quitting puts them in a position because the drama of the show builds up to ultimately someone being sent home. And they have yeah. a set number of queens for a set number of weeks. So if someone quits, that means they have to do a double chanté. And in, in this in this atmosphere, how do you do a double chanté? The way they set up the rules, so they have to. I'm That's it's, true. There's probably very plausible that Angina said, "I'm not right for this. I want to quit." And the producers were like, "Bitch, just fucking go through it. We'll make sure you go home." But we have to have you go that. home. Yeah. Anyway, because
1: they could when they you know the way that they had. Okay. I
0: see what you're saying. So really All quickly, right. really quickly, really quickly, because uh, we'll probably why don't we bring this up now? And we'll talk more about it later uh, during the fight. But it's 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 here first that Alexis and Miss Cracker get into it. What's funny is it starts with Mayhem rolling her eyes at Miss Cracker, uh, uh saying explain away a reason why she told Angina what she did the episode before.
1: Um well doesn't it start with Alexis flat out asking why did you come for why did you come for uh, Oh maybe you're right China maybe now? you're right.
0: Okay so yeah. But and then and over.
1: then Cracker tries to explain it and then mis- and then mayhem just sort of rolls her eyes.
0: Yeah. But uh what did you think of that moment? I mean we're we're going to get into it later when we get into it with when Alexis and Cracker have that showdown but what did you think the- did you think Cracker was telling the truth did you think she was on the truth or what was going on here? <laughs>
1: Well, long story short, I feel like it was super produced, super produced. Um, But, you know, here's the thing. I get Miss Cracker. I get her. Do I think that she's right? No, but she's just a very like anxiety ridden perfectionist. And I think that bleeds into other people. So when she sees somebody do something that she herself is feeling she comes at that person because mm-hmm. she confronts it because so I think she saw in Angina mm-hmm. this like low confidence, doesn't feel like she belongs, and mm-hmm. she feels that in herself. So instead of saying, which I feel like w- was what Ms. Cracker wanted to say, which is mm-hmm. you deserve to be here. You were picked to be here, mm-hmm. do the competition. Mm-hmm. She instead says, I wish I had white out. And she makes it this whole other, you know, kind of lame thing Mm -hmm. where i feel like she thought that this was going to be a rallying cry for angina and it turned out to be the opposite so i think when miss cracker says i wish i had said it differently i think she truly means it but i don't think she wishes that she had not said it i see and so i think that mayhem Mm -hmm. and alexis are looking for like more of an apology of like i shouldn't have said it and the fact that Miss Cracker was like, "No, I don't wish I had. I hadn't said it. I wish I had said it differently. I think that doesn't." But to be honest with you, Mayhem, I feel like is not. She's kind of annoying me, you know. She has this holier than thou, higher, you know, high and mighty kind of attitude, and she's kind of middle ground right now. She's not mm-hmm. really. She's not in Alexis Mateo's league. She's not in any of the top. She's like middle. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she could be one of the next people to go. And Mm -hmm. I don't feel like she's in the right to kind of start criticizing other queens about how they want to play the game. So, I don't know.
0: That's a really good point. Well, I think Mayhem and Angina go way back. You know, Mayhem's been a queen for a long time. Angina's been a queen for a long time. They're both from the LA area. They've probably known each other. So, she's staying up for her friend. Um, But I'm trying to put myself in Ms. Cracker's shoes. And think about a where she was coming from when she first said it, and b, because sometimes we believe the lies we tell ourselves. So I'm not even saying necessarily that Alex, that Miss Cracker was lying, as much as I think that that's what she told herself. Because she, we don't all nobody wants to see themselves as the villain in their own story. But why she initially said that to Angina, I don't think I'll ever know. It it is really weird. If if we're assuming that it wasn't just a producer literally saying, say this to Angina, I'm still trying to think about it. Maybe I will. But before we do, Lori, let's take a break. And we'll be back right after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. All right. I got to get something off my chest. By the time I finish watching RuPaul's Drag Race two times, recording two different shows about it, and spending my entire week around RuPaul's Drag Race, the last thing I want to do is listen to other podcasts about RuPaul's Drag Race. But people are constantly saying, do you listen to this podcast or that podcast? And I'll be honest with you, I don't, because I barely have time to record the one that I do. And I this 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 sits on me, on my chest. So I have to get it off my chest because I'm like, is this hindering my growth as a creator? So I'm glad I told you guys this so you guys can stop recommending shows or asking me if I listen to Race Chaser or Sibling Rivalry. We all carry around different stressors, by the way. Big, small, serious, silly. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. Can you imagine if I went to therapy with this? And to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have benefited tremendously from therapy. Tremendously. And it's a way for me to work out different problems that I've had. And I've shared those problems with you before. If you have stressors in your life, you need to talk them out. That's how you release the toxicity, is by talking it out. And therapy can help do that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. When they designed it, they designed it to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist And by the way, if you don't like your therapist, you can just switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. All right, and we are back from the break. Oh, Lori, it's so funny these breaks. You know, people think they're a really long time, but they're only like a couple of seconds. Yeah, know? we just—I feel here. like
1: I like took a breath. Yeah, 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 know.
0: yeah. It's literally, I go, we'll be back right after. Th- well, let's do it how the way it really is in real life, Laurie. It's like we go, and we'll be back right after this. <laughs> And we're back. So it you because you guys sometimes hear a commercial, and so you think, oh, Joe and Lori are sitting there patiently during the commercial. No, it's we take a breath.
1: Or you might even think like, oh, Joe and Lori went off and did their own thing. Joe took a nap. Lori went to a Father's Day party with her family. No, that's not at all. Joe played
0: Animal (laughs) Crossing for four hours and in. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back into this. All right. The next day, after Shay reads Angina's mirror message, the queens gathered at her work table and Alexis asks Miss Cracker why she came for Angina last week. Cracker apologizes, Mayhem doesn't buy it, and Jujubee thinks Alexis is playing head games. Next, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. In this week's Maxi Challenge, you'll be starring in the hottest new hotel design show. Shantae, enjoy your stay. Now, working in teams, you need to design and present your own signature suites worthy of a five-star boutique hotel. Uh, RuPaul announced that the teams were previously determined by a random draw. For, by the way, do you believe this random draw in any... Does it, no. 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 It's like, I don't know if... It, it, you know, we're recording this on Saturday and uh the t- trump had that um rally today you know oh, okay and yeah you remember they were saying like millions of people registered They were like fight them off at the door and stuff like that yeah they haven't even filled the arena the upper bleachers are empty and they had an overflow area for an overflow crowd they had to close it down because there was no overflow crowd and they're blaming it on all the protests that the people who wanted to go were scared by all the protests there was one lady who protested. There are a couple hundred who showed up a, 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 a little bit of ways away, but nowhere where they're going to block people from showing up. Uh, uh, Travis in the chat room just said something. Do you keep your lip balm in your bra like an alters keeps their lipstick?
1: Oh yeah, I have. Uh, wait, wait. A lip balm in, in,
0: uh, and uh, eye drops. Wait, hold on for a second. How much? Wait, I see. I was reading, so I didn't see this. How much? And then shit I do have you-
1: my ear cleaner in my pocket, but sometimes I keep it in my bra.
0: How much shit do you have in your bra?
1: Just my ear, eardro- uh, ear, ear, ear drops, ear, eye drops, and my lip balm. Where does it? Sometimes I yeah. will keep cash in the other one.
0: Wait, look, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. You keep cash in your bra?
1: Yeah, just in case. If I'm not like wearing um uh uh like a uh, if I don't have a fanny pack or a backpack or if I'm just like going out for a hot minute, I'll just keep cash in my bra.
0: So when you so when you go to the AMPM or wherever you go, the seven yeah. eleven and you are buying a, you know a pack of big League chew, you will reach yes. you, you will reach your your I'm doing it right now on video. You'll put your hand, you'll put it in, you'll take out your sweaty five dollar bill with your boob sweat and hand it to them.
1: There's no boob sweat. It's on the top of my bra. I'm just going one place. Usually, I'll take it out before I come into this. Go into the store.
0: Is it? Would it be? Would you still be decent if you were to show me where it is in your bra? Or would it be indecent? Okay, it's
1: just like right here. Like I just put it and take it out and have it right there.
0: Why? Is, I want to know something, Lauren. I'm being honest here. What? We've known each other for probably about fifteen years. Okay.
1: Yeah, off and on. I don't think we did there was a stretch of time where we didn't really. There was talk like
0: twelve years and we didn't talk. But I wonder what happened all in those twelve years, all the drama that I missed out on. But my question is
1: I mean, we would say hi to each other. Yeah, we talk every occasionally. now and then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: My question is this. Why is it after all these years? I still am finding out new shit about you every single time.
1: I thought you knew. I always call, I say I have to grab something from my vault, and then I grab my I ball. don't
0: think I notice.
1: Remember what, I think, I think you know, I think you just blocked it out. Because uh-huh. when we were eating one time, I said, oh, I have to grab something from my vault. And you're like, uh-huh. oh my God, what do you call your vault? Uh-huh. And then we had a whole conversation about it. So, uh, yeah.
0: Hmm. Anyway. Uh, okay, RuPaul, and the, so uh, well, let me finish this part of the script. RuPaul announces that the teams were previously determined by a random draw. A, a, I do not believe that at all, by the way, whatsoever. There's no way. No, there's no random, random my ass. Maybe maybe a guy named Random, the guy that nicknamed Random, Yeah. paired the team. Yeah, a gay named guy named like, Random. Random, get your ass over here and put these teams together the way we tell you to put them. But anyway, team one was Ms. Cracker, Mariah Paris Balenciaga, and Shea kool Team two was Jujubi, India Farah and Alexis Mateo. And team three was Mayhem Miller and Blair St. Clair. Uh, back in the workroom, the queens brainstorm their signature suites, which must include a welcome basket, signature nightcap, and a room tour. Blair and Mayhem go for glamour, glitter, and gold. Ju- oh, did-, did they consult with you because you're the goddess of glamour, glitter, and gold?
1: I did not get a phone call.
0: Yeah. Jujubee, India, and Alexis set on a tropical jungle theme, and Cracker, Mariah, and Shay choose to emulate the Golden Girls. Next, the queens are taken to take into the Maxi Challenge set and are given materials to design their hotel suites. There's a fake moment when Team Shay pretends to start a beef with Team Alexis, but otherwise, nothing of importance happens during that entire segment. Lori, your thoughts on everything leading up to Elimination Day. We're talking about uh, the... Um, what the uh, oh the whole let's, let's go piece by piece here what about this thing with uh cracker apologizing mayhem not buying it and stuff we t- we discussed that already though didn't we
1: we kind of discussed it i said i said i wanted to go into it for a little further because i kind of i feel i understand what miss cracker is saying again do i think it's it's right no i don't think she should have said anything in fact i kind of i'm kind of now Having the ten seconds between the break, I've now decided that I agree with Mayhem Miller. I feel like Mayhem Miller kind of said what everybody said, which is that like don't like y- you said it to say you you didn't you know you meant every word.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like don't try and backtrack now. Yeah, I get that Alexis maybe said well not Alexis. Miss um, Cracker was like, "Oh, I wish I had said different words, but the sentiment was the same." But then it's like, well, then you wish you don't wish you had said, you know, like you meant what you said.
0: You know, when we were talking earlier, I wish we had more than a few seconds to for me to think about it, because I I told you that, like, if I didn't have enough time. But I do I am in this pickle where I feel like I don't think Miss Cracker is lying. I don't I don't think she's lying, but i think she's changed she's rewritten history about why she said it i still can't figure out why she would apropos of nothing if we're going to assume that the edit is correct there's no producer involvement without producer involvement why would she out of the blue just say hey i almost kind of want to go back and find that moment but let's not do that now let's let's
1: I I legit, and I know this sounds really weird, I feel like the jacket gave her a weird sort of confidence. Like, with that jacket on, that pink fluffy jacket, she had this, like, weird, like, kind of, like, she felt like she had, she was like, you know, you know how when you put on, like, a piece of clothing and you're just like, Mm -hmm. I'm a star. Mm Mm-hmm. I think she. I think that jacket gave her that. It was like a Superman's cape, and she just felt like I gotta right the wrongs, and she just felt like she needed to talk about how she felt. And uh, I, I will be honest with you. I don't think it was producer driven. I think legitimately, Miss Cracker is the type of person who's like, I have to tell you how I feel.
0: I've actually pulled the audio because I want to solve this right now. I've actually pulled the audio. But uh, I want to get to the bottom of this, because it seems to be the thing going through this whole episode, too, you know? You all
1: got a vote.
0: How does that feel? For the first time
1: ever. (sighs) I felt I was up all night because my decision. I don't know if I did the right thing.
0: Do you think that you voted for the wrong person? Okay, I'm going to stop right there.
1: So, and then watch when, as soon as she had, doesn't have the jacket on, that's when she's super apologetic. But then, I'm hold on. I'm going gonna, gonna to end my jacket conspiracy yeah. now, because I feel like I'm getting too far into it. But I'm just saying that, you know, she but apologizes I, not wearing I, I feel
0: watching more closely, though, I feel, though, like this seems very producer-driven, because all of a sudden, apropos of nothing, India stretches her arms on the table and says, So... You girls all gotta vote. And you're like, okay. <laughs> why, yeah. why would you randomly bring that up? You know? And then and then uh it's just everyone's like, yeah, we gotta vote. And then Cracker then just all of a sudden Bursts into this. And this is where Blair says, Do you think you voted for the wrong person? Here we go. I feel I should have brought in some white out,
1: maybe. Because Angina, Derek and Mayhem, they believed that they could do it. Mm -hmm. And you didn't believe in yourself.
0: And that's an all-star thing. Uh, where did that come from? Cracker wants to put my name. Derek. Okay. Okay.
1: First off, the thing that frustrates me the most is Angina going, uh, where did that come from? It came from you. You were the one who said, I didn't feel confident. Like, you could argue Miss Cracker's point too, but I just, it's infuriating to me that Angina's like, this came out of nowhere.
0: You know what I'm thinking? I actually think it's not spoken, and I don't know why. I feel all of this could have been not over. Maybe Cracker did say this. I think what the subtext here is, I think I figured it out. Now I'm, quote unquote, kind of Team Cracker. I think where I'm, I'm going to, criticize cracker is just bitch just fucking put it out there i think what cracker is trying to say is the reason he couldn't sleep wasn't because on he didn't put on Gina's name and kind of it is right the reason he yeah. couldn't sleep was he knew how badly Derek barry wanted to be there okay yeah he knew how badly Derek wanted to be there and the fact that he also knew angina had already given up and that Angina still was there, and Derek wasn't. Derek was home. He felt this enormous guilt that this person who really wanted to be there had gone home. And a person who didn't want to be there was still in the competition. And I think that's think why he that was really his Do
1: Angina gave up at that point? She had already given up?
0: Yeah, because if you remember, we have to go back to episode one, Angina in the workroom is, like, really talking about how horrible she was and whatnot and apologizing for how bad her act was and stuff like that. And who knows?
1: Yeah, she said she wasn't confident. Yeah. She said I didn't have confidence in myself to win.
0: So I think that's what – and I don't know why he's afraid to say it or why they're not showing that, but I think that's what the subtext is. The subtext is – we sent someone home whose career depends on this, wanted to be here. And, and in fact, what's so funny is the show articulates this point in this episode, in, in episode three, when they show, when they show every, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back here. When they show everybody talking about um, who went home uh, and, they, and they show that Angina even voted for herself. I think it's Blair. It was Blair St. Clair. In a confessional, who said what Cracker's point should have been? Listen, this is after they see that everybody unanimously, including Angina, voted for Angina. Here okay. we go. All
2: right, let's lay them all out. One for Angina,
0: two for Angina, 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 Angina. Angina. Unanimous. I am still angry with her because. Yeah, now they're angry at Just gave
1: up she was like doing damage control before it happened
0: if i went home and found out someone else gave up
1: i'd be devastated this is an opportunity of a lifetime
0: that's exactly what it is if i went home and look at blair just articulated it if i went home and i found out someone had given up and i wasn't there i'd be devastated
1: the only thing i think joe the only problem i have with that is that she didn't give up till after the the second episode she gave up during after the perfor- performance and she was in the bottom. I think that's when she gave up. You're making it seem like she gave up right
0: at the first episode. But I don't what, think she gave but, up that. But why is Cracker saying that? I, I don't want to go all the way back to episode 1. I, but that's what, but what was-
1: I'm saying is is I think I don't th- I think you're putting too much into it. I think she legitimately was just reiterating what Angina said in the first episode. And she even says later on. She said, "I what I should have told you was you do deserve to be here, and you should know that." And I think that,
0: yeah, Ness but that's the, that's the said po- it in a
1: way to try and light a funder, funder like a fire under, uh, Angina's butt, and it didn't work. It backfired, and I, I think that's when Angina started giving
0: up. I think she started putting a positive spin on what she was saying, right? But still, it's just a positive spin on. Bitch, you gave up, and Derek Barry, who wants to be here, went home. So he, she said, I don't
1: think she gave up, though. I don't think she gave up. She said she just wasn't confident. I think she gave up at this the, last, the second episode.
0: I don't know. I can't waste any more tears over this, Lori.
1: But, I mean, regardless of that, I do think it's funny that Alexis then... Jumps in and starts saying, "I need to know where everyone's like, like essentially, like you guys better show that you're real. Well, or if not, then there will be consequences." And it was kind of like, "Okay, Alexis, look,
0: <laughs> like, here's here's the proof in the pudding that Alexis is just fucking with Miss Cracker's head." We just heard Alexis on the couch tell uh, the group that she's really angry with Angina for giving up. Okay, yeah. So how can then you be mad at Miss Cracker for being mad at Angina for giving up?
1: Well, I think there wasn't their argument that she kind of put that in on Gina's head and that but, kind of what started okay, the whole okay, thing. Okay,
0: that's great. But don't we see 40 minutes later, Alexis lose her shit on uh, Cracker and say to her, uh, listen, bitch, all these other bitches are talking about you behind your back. I'm the only one being real with you and telling you how I feel to your face. Okay? Is couldn't Cracker make the same argument about Angina? Hey, no, Angina, I agree. all these bitches are talking about you, how you've given up. I'm the only one telling you to your face. So so Alexis is being two-faced. She is literally doing what Cracker did to Angina. She's doing it to Cracker.
1: I agree. I think that. She's playing to her anxiety, I think uh, cracker played to Angina's anxiety, and Alexis yeah. is doing the same thing
0: yeah, i agree yeah and and uh if Alexis were smart, she would just own it anyway.
1: well, I think it's I think again, I think it's a justification. I think both of them don't realize that or don't won't acknowledge that they're just playing mind games. I think they both think that they're trying to help the other person, yeah. You have to think. You have to remember first and foremost: these are men, Mm -hmm. and men's egos are, you know, like the most fragile things in the world. How did we
0: just get there?
1: Well, I'm just saying, men are men have fragile egos. So no, we
0: don't, Laurie. Okay, let's talk about. uh, So then they get the challenge, and they make this hotel room. What are your thoughts on this challenge, Laurie?
1: I mean, I liked it when I heard it. I will say, though, that one thing that frustrated me was they had two groups of three and then a group of two. Why didn't they just have like four groups of three or four groups no. of two? Or, I mean, uh, five groups of two. Why didn't they just have two, 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 two? They had. They could have done that. Wait, I want you to go back. I, I can't sub- do math. Yeah, substitute I can't
0: teacher, do- substitute teacher Laurie Roddenkamp. Can you go back to the math do there? math.
1: I think it's four groups of two. Why don't they have four groups of two? No. Shit. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Four groups of two.
0: Mm-hmm. You sure about Thank
1: that? Thank you. Uh, yes, I am. Because you just take off the two from the extra, one extra ones from the three, and then you have an extra group.
0: I don't know. Was I, it five? Well, I don't remember. Well, I
1: suck at this. Four, I'm not great with uh, four or two groups of four, or one group of eight. You know, why not have that?
0: I think it's a time consideration thing. I mean, think like, we only want to do three, and uh, that's the way it's going to be. Uh, but what did you think of the? What did you think of the challenge in general? Forget the queens in it. Forget the quality. Just as a, as a challenge, what were your thoughts on it?
1: Um, I think I've mentioned this before, but I loved the idea of the challenge. It was the mm-hmm. execution that I, I was frustrated with because I wanted more. I wanted to see these queens really work on this room and really look like I loved when they were coming up with the design with coming up with the idea i love i I liked the little bit that we got to see of them actually working on it. um, but I would have loved more of it. I wanted to see more mm-hmm. and um. So, you know, I, I I was a little frustrated that it didn't uh it there wasn't more. I would have I I really wanted that. So, that's
0: All it. All right, very good. Uh now I want to talk about the queens on the on the set. And we've talked about this a little bit before. I'm trying to understand the logic of having them having us believe that the girls actually painted the set and put it together.
1: Well, it's the same logic of of us believing that they actually, this music that they were singing is the music that they were, um, you know, singing in the in the that they recorded is really the music. I mean, it's just it's a weird, it's a weird, um, you know what it, what is it called like television magic? It's a mm-hmm. weird way to to showcase television magic where it's like or magical realness. Sorry, mm-hmm. where it's like who why you know oh who cares who painted it it's like well it would have been nice I wanted to see a room that Mariah Paris Balenciaga painted Mm -hmm. and I wanted to see that I want to see what that looked like and I feel cheated in a way
0: well, look, I wouldn't look I they could totally spin it on as you guys are designers. We want you to come up with the concept and our crack team and they could even bring in like a pit crew who's not really gonna do it of hot yeah, guys and like they're gonna make your dreams come to life, you know?
1: And then show that. Show them yeah. picking, you know. There was a uh I can't think of the name right now, but there was a guy mm-hmm. who used to have his own design show and it only lasted about a season. Yeah and it was hit, it, it was a very produced show
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the f- frustration i had with it is that he was in a design competition challenge where he became like a, he was known as a really great designer and he went through the whole competition and you got to see him actually do work and you got to see him paint and you got to see him design and then he got his own show and it was so produced that he would like go and he would be like oh i i'm making this chair and then he would like buy like a wood that wasn't even the same color as the wood that ended up, and I know you can stain wood, but it was a completely different kind of wood. And it was like he would go and buy a table, and then you would see the finished product, and the table was completely different. And he lived in LA, so we always used like different, like LA studios and stuff, which was great, but it was just so it like never you never got to see the work you never got to see what how he did it and that was f- so frustrating to me because mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff i i want to see them working together as a team and how and how they get to the point and i want to see drama and i want to see the frustration i want to see that and i felt like we got like a tiny glimpse of that and then it was like the rest was just like yeah and then also and then the room's painted <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right let's move on uh all right it's elimination day and the girls get ready for the challenge india worries about being overshadowed mayhem thinks cracker is insincere cracker talks through her feelings and alexis butts in the conversation Shay defends cracker but alexis stands up to her and drops the comment that all the other girls are talking about cracker behind her back but alexis is brave enough to tell cracker to her face well we kind of discussed this in detail but did you have any big thoughts on this elimination day
1: I just felt like Alexis was just like, she just, she saw a wounded animal, she saw a wounded deer, and she just pounced. Mm-hmm. You know, she knew that she could like pick an Alex, uh, at McCracker and that. Did you just she call her McCracker? Yeah. I was gonna, I said Alexis, and I was like, Alexis is not her name. So I said, a Cracker. Okay. Uh, and so I just, I just, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I thought it's one of those things where, it's like okay let it go you know we've move on like it i just feel like it's 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 like pick a different battle like i would have even been happier if she had just started a fight with shay like Mm -hmm. it's just like just move on from cracker yeah let's fig let's move on now
0: yeah uh you know I, i feel like we've discussed a lot of this in other parts of the show uh I will say that what I was going to say when you were talking, what I was thinking, well, first of all, I was thinking about like how I really wanted something to fall on your head and I would have loved that. Yeah. But also that I is. was thinking about how is what, and I know we kind of discussed this already. How is what Alexis, it- there is a reaction right now where people are really mad at Alexis for what she did. Right. And I know I've said that. I don't know if I've necessarily, Oh, I talked about them just between us girls, but how much I buy into it. Right. But it is true that the editors, at least, want us to see Alexis as the villain and Cracker as this, oh, my God, I'm so, you know, anxious about what's going on. When essentially, how is what Alexis did to Cracker fundamentally different from what Cracker did to Angina?
1: Well, I think the only thing I will say is that at least there was some kind of thread with Alexis. Yeah. Like, she followed a thread mm-hmm. where she overheard her and Shay talking, and then she said other stuff. Whereas I feel like with Cracker, there was no thread. There was just, like, she just all of a sudden goes – she had that locked and loaded. Yeah, I also – She wa- was going to talk about it.
0: I've seen people comment on this on Reddit about, like, oh, my gosh, she's like right all the way across the workroom. If you ever have a chance to go to a, a, a drag con again, and if they have the workroom up, I think they only have it up in LA because the set is right there. It's not that the workroom is tiny. It's not tiny. It's just smaller than you think it is. And I would say Cracker is about... maybe five feet, maybe six feet from Alexis at that point. She's very close. I know exactly where she is. She is really close to where uh alexiss they're very they're closer than what the camera would show you it really is like let me uh...
1: also they're like show whispering which I always like is like well, not a whi- where where it's like you know it's how we're talking right now but they're just talking in like a lower pitch yeah so you think that it's not it's not reaching and it's like no people can still hear she's
0: you. really she guys she is closer as someone who's been in the workroom she's closer than you think she is I would say about four or five feet away Maybe six feet away, so which isn't very far. And also, you know, the cameras are only focused on so many conversations. So, of course, Alexis in the mirror sees the lights and the cameras pointed. So, of course, she's eavesdropping. Does that make sense? And like I said, and it's not hard to eavesdrop because it's, they're closer than you think. It's just the camera makes it look because of the depth of field that they're much farther away than they are. But they're very, very close to each other. They're, it's almost like if the, she was in the next sal- booth in a salon. You know, so, uh, all right, uh, let's go on to the maxi challenge for the maxi challenge. Cracker Mariah and Shay present golden gals, palace and resort, Alexis, India, and Jujubee go tropical in the Glamazon, and Blair and Mayhem go for gold with the 24 karat experience. Lori, your thoughts in general about the maxi challenge? Like, I mean, we could go one by one, but I, I think my thoughts are the same for all of them. Like golden gals, did you have any specific thoughts?
1: Well, here, here okay. I feel like this is a, a how this might not be the best way to explain it, but this is how I've chosen to explain it. It's kind of like, I feel like in the, um, the season 12 storytelling or one man show competition
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, where what they are doing is fine, but it's not the challenge. Yeah. They are showcasing. A hotel. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Okay. I love the theme. I loved every one of them. Mm-hmm. I thought every one of them was great. You did. Um, yeah. I loved all of them. I thought they all had fun, fun parts to it. Okay, Like the, uh, the, uh, the, um, what's it called? The, the pee pee lounge. What was it called? Um, I thought that was great. Uh-huh. I love the golden girls room. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought, I love the bedspread. I thought, I was like, I told Star I wanted to buy that bedspread. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think it was the challenge though. Mm-hmm. I think they were supposed to showcase the hotel and say, "Here are one of our rooms." But it was almost like they were trying to showcase like an apartment or like you can live here. Like mm-hmm. the Golden Girls one felt like a, a retirement home. Yeah. This the the Jungle one felt like a safari. Mm-hmm. Like you were going yeah. on safari and you were going to be doing like you were going to be living there and the and the golden one felt like it was like uh you're they wanted you to live there like mm-hmm. they wanted you to live at oh, the like a at, retirement at, home like, yeah like i i didn't feel like i was going i didn't feel like i was being sold on a hotel i felt like i was being sold on a timeshare
0: mhm
1: so yeah. that's how i felt it, this is one of those cases but <laughs> i liked
0: all of them this is one of those cases where i agree with the judges where i didn't see really maybe a little bit with Mariah but how Shay or Cracker were in any way channeling their uh respective golden girls characters like i saw very little dorothy in there and i saw very little rose in what cracker was doing and um and even mariah was a stretch she was just being a slut they it's almost like they only thought well there's someone's a slut you know and it's
1: like somebody told it's like right before a camera came on my like, I've never seen the Golden Girls, and somebody's like, Oh, she's a slut. And she yeah. like, Got it. Okay. Yeah.
0: And also um the the judge the um the the what they were trying to get across because they say, Oh, these people came to their final rest in these places, Bob Hope and Frank Sinatra or something like that, right? And it's one of these things where it's like, "What well, is is it a hotel? You're right, or is it a retirement home? Is it a hospice? What is this? And all they yeah. did was make Standard issue hacky old people jokes, which I think we touched this earlier. I I can't believe I don't remember because it was just you know like thirty minutes ago, but it
2: uh, <laughs> it was so t- so
1: short ago. I it, mean, uh, I yeah, no,
0: I can't believe it. my memory is really going. But uh, but it's it, it it's, they didn't do any Golden Girls. The Golden Girls weren't they not it's not like being old is all the Golden Girls talk about. It's mostly not of what they talk about. They have. Very distinct yeah. characters and and personalities that you could play it, but what about being old.
1: Yeah, it's like if you if you did if you were uh, you know anywhere the fresh prince of bel air no the the family didn't talk about all the time about being black yeah like they just lived their lives exactly like, it was like the Golden girls didn't talk about what it's like to be I mean there were circumstances that came up that made them address yeah. the, the being old but they never like nobody was like. Oh, I'm an old person and this is what old people do. You know, I just I don't know.
0: You know what really, uh, You know what's really funny and this is not a Golden Girls recap, but uh Rue McClanahan at the start of the Golden Girls was either younger or around the same age that like Sandra Bullock and Jennifer Aniston are now. That was considered old then. <laughs> like Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let me oh, see, let me funny. let me see how old uh who do you want Jennifer Aniston or Sandra Bullock?
1: Sandra Bullock. I feel like Sandra Bullock is younger. So Sandra
0: reason. Bullock is fifty-five years old. Okay.
1: Fifty-five? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Oh my Runa god. Planahan. If you told me she was 38, I'd believe you.
0: Hannah- I don't know why. Age I should be better. Start of Golden Girls. <laughs> uh she was fifty three when she started the Golden Girls. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Aniston just for is 51. So, Jennifer Aniston still has a couple of years, but I mean, that's what they were. I mean, th- if you're thinking about Sandra Bullock and Jennifer Aniston, that's how old Rue McClanahan was. That's how what they were considering the Golden Girls, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, somebody brought up this before, and I, I, uh, Luke, uh, producer Luke brought it up again. I Forgot to address it, but somebody said the backdrop for the Golden Girls room was the same print as Shay's entrance look and her
0: backdrop for DragCon. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so maybe that's what it was. Um, now, the what are your thoughts on the jungle one or the gold one?
1: I like them. Mm-hmm. I like the. I liked the. I mean, it, obviously, you know, we could always go back to the whole thing of like, there's no way that they actually did it, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I like the way it looked.
0: Yeah, well, so, why would not we go back to that, Laurie? We just talked about that. Just a few minutes ago. I know.
1: I I liked it. I liked them. I mean, they were all very... I mean, it's like, you know, they had a professional do it. So, of course, it's going to look good.
0: But I guess my point is, I, I found myself losing interest within a minute of each one. I felt they all ran about a minute or two too long.
1: Well... That was the thing that I thought was so weird, which is what we addressed so, you know, in such a short time ago, Mm -hmm. which is that, okay, if they didn't work on the room, Mm -hmm. then they Mm -hmm. must have worked on their presentation. Mm -hmm. So why were their presentations so like, and this is, uh, we do this, and and this is where the, and this
2: is where you pick up the phone. It was just so,
1: it was like... I was like, what, why, why are you guys, it, it looked literally like they were like, all right, we got, you got 10 minutes. Yes. What are you going to do? Yes.
0: That's exactly what it felt like. And also like India's like, God, I don't want to be overshadowed. I don't want to be overshadowed. I don't want to be overshadowed. And then India in the background, just quietly like golden showerhead, you know, it was just like, yeah, no personal." I mean, the only one I thought that was really good. So she deserved the win. Jujubi had some really good lines.
1: Jujubi was funny. Yeah. Which I, I mean, we'll get to it. Which is why I feel weird that they picked the group, the golden group to win, but ju- or the golden group was say uh, was the best. By room, but the way, not the golden girls, not the
0: golden girls, a twenty four carat experience. Oh, twenty four carat. Yeah, bl- I mean. yeah, yeah. But it's, it's hard to explain. But yeah.
1: So I thought I was like, just pick the if the just pick the queen, like just mm-hmm. I I thought that was such a weird thing to do. Yeah. So
0: uh all right very good uh well look i'll give my opinion right now i thought they were all boring the end
1: uh i thought they look great mm -hmm. i thought they look great i thought but and i i would have liked to have seen more i would have liked it to have been a whole hotel Mm -hmm. like look i i've stayed at enough hotels to know that a hotel commercials are are very weird Mm -hmm. and I would have loved there to be a whole hotel commercial. I would have loved a green screen. I would have loved, you know, like banging out. Do mm-hmm. a, You know, there was, they could have done a great job, but I just felt like they just didn't do
0: enough. All so. right. Well, Laura, I got big news for you. It's time for the looks. Category is three looks in one. Now The good thing is that neither you nor I like to talk about the looks. So I have some general notes, but what do you have?
1: Uh, I mean, I liked all of them, to be oh, honest really? with you. There wasn't any. The actually, the there was. Uh, I there were two that I thought were good, and I I, I was shocked that that they got judged so hard, harshly. And I thought that was uh, Shay and uh, Mariah Paris Belenziaga. I didn't oh, see why they had to be judged so harshly
0: what I'm going to say right now is either a good thing and they should do this more often or a bad thing the title is so vague that there could be different interpretations of what three in one looks means and you see two different interpretations on the runway it seemed like the girls that got it right were the ones that they got because they got the most praise were reveal after reveal after reveal right and the ones that seemed yeah. to get the most criticism were the ones that were like, here's the same outfit in one version, two versions, and three versions. Does that make sense? So, like, for instance, India is a perfect example here. Even though her look was terrible for other reasons, it was the same look and the same uh, everything, except it would go in different ways. But it was the same essential color theme and and everything right and i don't blame indy i mean you can blame her for a lot because it was just it just looked cheap but uh but i think she interpreted it one way i also think mariah interpreted it the same way and did a better job at it but it was still the same essential color scheme but just like different making it turning the, the outfit into different parts by taking things off and putting them on What's yeah. funny is on the judges' critiques, the judges critique Mariah Paris Balenciaga and say, well, all you really did for that first look was take off a jacket, which is true. But what's funny is, I think even more egregious, Mayhem did that. Like, Because at least Mariah yeah. was like a very prominent jacket. Uh, Mayhem's first look was a jacket that you could barely tell that she even took off a part of her clothing. So I don't know. Maybe maybe they did. Give, maybe they did give her the same um, uh, critique, and we didn't see it. But I thought Mayhem was worthy of the same critique.
1: That was my frustration. I felt like it just to me. I felt like it more showcased who the judges liked because I feel like you you got. They all had like to me similar reveals in mm-hmm. certain ways, yeah. And you, and it just was like, and depending on what drag queen, they would be like, I love this or I didn't like that. And it was like, I don't feel like there was a a big difference. Mm-hmm. So
0: I don't know. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean, I liked them. I thought they were all great. I really don't have any. I mean, I'm terrible to judge for outfits. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Neither one, neither you nor I should should uh, judge for outfits uh okay Lori. any other thoughts on the looks
1: i mean unfortunately i will say this i think blair this is where blair shines i felt Mm -hmm. like she really edged out Mm -hmm. i thought she looked great and so i think that you know i think she'll have a a long she might go long longer than people think because she looks so good
0: on the runway all right very good well that's gonna do it for the looks uh, Blair, over on the main stage Blair and Mayhem are the winning team uh, but B wins a spot of top all-star of the week for her individual performance. Juju B, Blair, and Mayhem are dismissed from the stage and Alexis Mateo and Ms. Cracker are safe which leaves India Faris Shea Coulee and Mariah Paris Balenciaga vulnerable for elimination now before the lip sync the queens return to the workroom for cocktails. Shea is gooped and gagged that she's in the bottom India is sick of being in the bottom and gets emotional thinking about the possibility of being sent home Shay pleads for the other queen's respect, and Alexis points out that Shay got the worst critiques. Mariah expresses her appreciation to Cracker for being in a group with her, and finally the choose the Queens chose their lipsticks. Uh Lori, I think I have I might have a list of who chose what lipstick. But um What were your thoughts on everything that happened backstage during the jury moment?
1: I do think it's funny that India was trying. Like I think I've told you before, but there's this uh improv game called oscar moment and mm-hmm. it's where you do two uh, people are doing a scene so they're improvising a scene together and then mm-hmm. the director will call well uh, there's either there's a couple ways they can do this they'll either put the spotlight on you yeah and or they'll call the person so like if i'm in they'll be like "Lori, oscar moment mm-hmm. so just be innocuous scene of me like sitting at a table with my yeah. family and then mm-hmm. i have to like do an uh, oscar moment mm-hmm. um and I feel like legitimately felt like as soon like somebody from the back said India Oscar moment, and she goes, "I've been wearing my whole life." <laughs> so like,
0: yeah, where did that come from, Lori? Oscar moment. You
2: sit here and you tell me that I don't know how to run first response. Well, I gotta tell you, my first response to you is I try my hardest to make everybody feel special. Everybody feel safe. Because that's how I was raised. And that's how I'm gonna keep doing the show, whether you would like it or not, Mr. Batanz. So you can kick me off.
0: Oh, sorry.
2: You can kick me off, or you can keep me, but I'm still gonna be me. Thank you.
0: Wow, Joe, yeah,
1: Oscar performance.
0: I remember when I was sitting there. And I got those emails. The emails were like, please, Joe. I have a sick mother at home and the only life that I... the only joy in life that I get is listening to you and Lori. And you've taken that from me. Do you know what that's like, Lori? Do you know what it's like to let, you know, little Elizabeth uh, Warden down? That she's at home, not being happy, that she's bored? And you're sitting there laughing at me with that cackle? Well, I'm going to tell you what, Laurie. I have one thing to say. Attica! 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 That's right, Laurie. I don't know what that means. But I'm going to shout that. Until you, leave the, until you leave the first response. And maybe one day, this country can laugh one more time. Thank you. <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying there.
1: I love that Elizabeth Warren is the one who emailed me. Yeah.
0: Elizabeth Warren. <laughs>
1: was... Presidential presidential nominee. Yeah.
0: Elizabeth Warren. She's <laughs> a big fan of the show. Elizabeth Warren is a big fan <laughs> of the show. Didn't you know that? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I heard rumors. Yeah. Oh, that was it. That oh. Was, okay. Oh, that was... I thought you were... That was way. it. Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> I was done. I know usually I tend to meander, but yeah. I was actually done with it. Uh, all right.
0: Well, here we go. So, for what they showed us on the episode, Cracker voted for Mariah. Alexis voted for Shay. Mayhem voted for Shay. Mariah voted for India. And India voted for Mariah. Neither one voted for Shay. You know what I want to talk about right here? and just Because this came up. Is I wanted to talk about the politics, because a lot of people, like the pit crew boys, are wondering this, and we've heard people discuss. Wouldn't the smart move be to get rid of Shay? I mean, she is the biggest competition. This is your chance now to take her down and take down a giant.
1: Look, this is my nightmare. I have said since the beginning, since episode, since last episode, because the first episode I wasn't a fan of mm-hmm. Shay... And now, and then I was like a huge fan of Shay's, and this has been my nightmare that Shay is going to get in the bottom, and then they're going to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. Now, do I want that to happen? No, but logistically, that is what should have happened. They should have voted Shay out in the competition. You vote out the weaker. You vote out the. You vote out your competition. Yeah, I, there, there is a. I feel like with competition shows. There is an unwritten rule where you want the the strongest to rise up and then compete against each other. But I feel like the sh- the shows that have that the seasons that have people who are like, I don't give a shit about the rules. I'm voting off whoever is in my way, mm-hmm. whoever I feel like is in my way. And if it's a top dog, it's a top dog. If they allow themselves to get to the bottom to be voted off, I'm getting rid of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think those are the best end up being the best seasons. Because then it's like, who's gonna go? Who's gonna win? If mm-hmm. Shay had left, it would have changed the game. It would have lit. And I honestly feel like the producers did that because they wanted it to move. They wanted her to move up. Is this my Oscar moment?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. You know you got you gotta go. I understand the competition, Shay. I understand. But you know what? (laughs) We don't want you anymore, Shay. Go on. Get out of here, Shay. Get out. Go. All right? Don't turn around. (laughs) I don't want to see your face anymore. You need to go. That's it.
0: Um... Well, this is what I would say: is that what you're saying is true? If the show exists in a vacuum, okay, but the the so like on a show like Survivor or The Amazing Race or any other well, they don't vote people on The Amazing Race, but Survivor is a good one where you vote people out. It's like afterwards, in theory, whether you win or not, you're going back to your old life. You're not going to go around the you know performing but these queens this is supposed to help launch their career and so they have to think about their career post drag race and so they realize because they've seen it happen in the past that if they vote off a fan favorite or someone who's deemed worthy of being there the fans are going to come for them and and so they have to think strategically outside of the show what someone said in the first response yesterday and i thought was really smart was that they think because a lot of people are then like, well, okay, I get that argument, but then India was clearly the weakest person, so why don't you just vote her off? And someone wisely said, and I don't remember who it was, and I'm so sorry, is that they what they think happened is that uh they they calculated Mariah is the strongest competitor that we can vote off, which won't give it, we won't receive any blowback for it. You know?
1: I think that was I think that was Spiral Queen or Nick. I think that either one of those two or maybe they both said the same thing. But yeah, I I, I once that was said I agreed because I do feel like I think India's the only saving grace for India is that she's non threatening. You know, people know that if they're in the room with her, that mm-hmm. odds are she's pro they're probably gonna, she's probably gonna go home. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you have India and Jujubee, yeah. I mean, there's no contest.
0: Yeah. You're right. Very good. Uh, all right. Back on the main stage, RuPaul reveals this week's Lip Sync Assassin All-Star Season 4 joint winner Monet Exchange. She goes head-to-head with first-time Maxi Challenge winner Jujubee. The song, Juice by Lizzo, the winner... Monet Exchange. Monet Exchange reveals that the queen to be voted out is Mariah Paris, Balenciaga, Lori Roggenkamp. Any final thoughts on the episode? What do you think of the lip sync? What do you think of Monet Exchange? What would you think? Uh, are, are any thoughts that we didn't get to today?
1: We mentioned this before, but I um, I would love. Could do you think you could pull up the the lip sync? Maybe we could see it. There is a legit moment where Monet Exchange and Juju are dancing together, and Juju looks
0: legit terrified. Unfortunately, um, I already closed that out.
1: Oh, Okay, uh, I I'll love to find it if I could do a boomerang or something because it, it she just looks like she's like I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little saddened because look, I think Money Exchange came out looking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She did, she did such a good job, and I felt like Juju B just kind of like winged it. Mm-hmm. You know, she obviously didn't know the words, which is hard because that song's been on everywhere. I knew more words to the song than uh, Juju B did, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I just felt. Do you think that's the reason? I perhaps she was.
0: To... Do you think that's the reason? Perhaps she was nervous.
1: What? Nervous about what? Sorry.
0: Mm-hmm. About that she didn't know the words.
1: Yeah, she could have been nervous. Yeah, that mm-hmm. she didn't know the word. What do
0: you think of the uh, notion that some people have have put out there that uh, that Juju B w- threw in the towel so to speak because she didn't want to be responsible for sending somebody home?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't really see it because I don't feel like, unless it was Shay, I don't mm-hmm. really feel like she. She, you know, had to worry about it. Yeah. So if we had seen that she was going to send Shay home, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, between India and Mariah, I don't feel like there was really, you know, there was a reason for it to mm-hmm. to throw it. Maybe she, I don't know, maybe she didn't. Maybe she threw it because she just didn't want to have to deal with the, you know, the backlash. And uh, who knows? But I, I just, I don't know. I just, I think she just
0: wasn't prepared. Yeah uh okay uh any other final thoughts
1: um overall i hope uh i hope that next episode i hope we get to see like some you know i think the episodes have been getting better and better and i hope that uh next episode we get to see more like collaboration i like that Mm -hmm. um and i hope we get to see like the full extent of it i hope we get to see if they make something see what it looks like Mm -hmm. you know um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens. Mm-hmm. I, uh, um, I'm interested to see who who's at the bottom because I feel like even though even though Shay didn't get voted off, mm-hmm. even though she's in the bottom, it does show that this is a cutthroat competition. Yeah, and they are not pulling. They the judges will put you in the bottom as soon as look at you. Mm-hmm. So they do not like play. They're not really playing favorites to me, in my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Well, one more thing before we go. Imagine that you're a contestant on drag race, right? On this okay. on this episode, on this very episode. And you're with the girls alone, no Shay, no India, no Mariah. Give me the Oscar moment where you're trying to convince them everybody to vote for Shay. Can you can you can, can are you going to be able to, to vote for Shay? You want to you want to convince them to vote. you want to give them that big End of the movie speech to vote for Shay to get rid of her on the jury to get rid of her. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. And and I who who's in the room with me? All the other contestants, all the other drag queens. You know, you're going to you're going to the jury room to vote,
1: except for Shay,
0: except for Shay, and except for Mariah in India, except for Mariah. Okay. It's just all the other girls who are voting. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Lori Roddenkamp Camp in drag. Race.
1: I look at all of you and I see winners. We have three ladies that we have to choose from. Now we know India could go home. Mariah could go home. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about Shay. I know, Mayhem, I know that you're looking at me. But everybody has picked outside, has picked Shay to be the winner. You know it, and I know it. Ms. Cracker, look at me. You know that we have all are just running for second place. And I say now, at this moment, we have a chance to tell everybody, you don't get to pick the winners. We pick the winners. Let's tell them, That it is our chance. It is not predetermined. We get to decide. Let's vote for Shay. And it's not racist. Okay. (laughs) Alexis, I know what you're thinking. No, I think Shay... Is amazing. I think she is a true champion. But this is a competition, goddammit. And I want you to look inside yourself and I want you to tell yourself do you think you could win against Shay? Do you honestly think you could win against Shay? Mayhem, why are you nodding? (laughs) I'm telling you right now. (laughs) We get rid of Shay today. We have a chance tomorrow to make history. Now let's go out there and let's vote for Shay. Not because she does she deserves it, but she deserves to lose. But because we deserve a chance
2: to win. <laughs> now huddle up. Hands in.
1: (laughs) Clear hearts, clear heads, full hearts. Let's get rid of Shay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of. You know, she should have the music play while I do that. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5. So, for Lori Roggenkamp and myself... You better sashay away. Until next week.
1: Because next week is for champions.
0: Okay. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drag Race Recap. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Twitter at Pickle Myth. She also has other podcasts like The Bloody Podcast and Lori and Colin Have an Episode. They're available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also support Lori on Patreon at patreon.com slash bloody podcast. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram at Joe Batanz. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race.